Fun with me. All right. Guitar tone. Mm. What constitutes a good guitar tone? Yeah. I feel like that's an impossible question to answer. Yeah, an impossible question that we will be solving today. Right now, in the studio. Yeah, on the Cam Talks About Stuff show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, okay. So, the thing about guitar tone is that, electric guitar tone specifically, is that the things that matter the most are the pickups, the amps, and the speakers, or cabinets, if you want to call them that. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I feel like those are the most important yeah, things. Yeah, but some might object with with some hearsay about wood, the, the wood contributing. Yeah, the tone wood, but that doesn't do anything because you have these magnetic pickups mm. in the guitars that are picking up the vibrations of the strings, and the wood doesn't actually affect that at all. Yeah. I, I saw this video. They did a test on that. And I saw that as well. Mm-hmm, they, they got rid of the entire body and neck of the guitar. And just mounted some strings, yeah, with pickups, and they got the same exact tone. There's like those like they played it with a slide. It was sweet. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, they, there's like those skeleton guitars. Like oh yeah, super bare bones, but they still sound incredible. Mm-hmm. So for everyone who spent exuberant amounts of money because guitar center guy told you, oh, yeah, this African mahogany really makes the tones and the you know tenor really come out. You this know. is a 500 year old yeah. weeping willow tree, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about that, though. We take another guitar player, for example, Dimebag Daryl. We were talking about him earlier. He uses solid-state amps, so not tube amps, which are typically associated with poor distortion. Cheap, kind of tinny. Really cheap and, yeah, tinny. That's a perfect word to describe that. But for a while there, everybody I knew was talking about Oh, Dimebag has the greatest tone and this and that, mm. and blah, blah, blah. And it was like sought after, right? Everyone wanted yeah. to sound like him. Yeah, but turns out he was just using cheap Randall amps mm. for his two most famous records he was on with Pantera. That's sweet. Cowboys from Hell and Vulgar Display of Power. Yeah, it just was because of his playing, how yeah. tight and accurate his playing was. That's why it sounded good. Yeah, this is sort of related to tone, but I would say a story similar to that is, I know Nirvana recorded Polly on like a cheap dollar store guitar. It was like they said it was like twenty bucks or something like that. It was like broken, and they had to like duct tape it to make it stay in tune. That's so funny, and it's sweet because that song, you know, it has a recognizable tone quality. I would say mm-hmm. to it. But I, I wouldn't really immediately say, oh, that's a cheap or that's a bad tone. It was just an interesting weight, different tone. It was yeah. the way it was used yeah. and utilized musically. Right. Which is where lo-fi recordings come into yeah. the discussion. So, so wait a minute. You're telling me that being a good musician, a good guitar player, you know, we're talking about tone. That's the only thing that's important, right? Nothing outside of the tone. Yeah, no, that's not important at all. No. Van Halen actually said this, said a lot of cats spend years searching for their perfect tone. They'll mess with amps. They'll buy thousands of dollars worth of pedals and this and this and that, but they won't practice enough to become good players. Mm. And that's what matters first is that practice. People, sometimes they just get too trigger happy with the gear. They think, oh, they see, you know, someone using a music video. They're like, oh, I have to have that exact thing. And I'm I'm saying this out of a place of experience because I spent money on stuff that I really didn't really deserve because my knowledge, my actual skill was not up there yet. So people end up buying these, you know, huge, very expensive setups and not being able to sound as good as what probably inspired them to do that in the first place. Right. Yeah, guitars even, like, spending 
more than two thousand dollars on your first guitar is mm. that's a big no no. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You wanna you wanna buy a cheap guitar and get really good at yeah. it first before you start upgrading. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um there are some styles in which having that equipment is useful, like shoegaze. Yeah. Yep. Shoegaze. It's funny. A lot of these tones, you know, people are trying to get it really clean, cut through the mix, lots of clarity. Um, but shoegaze, it's almost the exact opposite things that are exaggerated sort of and cleaned up than afterwards. But, like, it's just a collision of a million different tones and thicknesses and all kinds of stuff like that. Layers. Yeah. That's what that's what shoegaze is to me. Yep. Layers. But some of the shoegaze guys go overboard mm-hmm. with the pedals. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't that why they call them shoegaze? Yeah, you know, that's what I've heard. I, I was told it's because these guys are so awkward that they can't like look anyone in the eye, so they're always staring at their shoes. And to me, that's a more faithful interpretation, I would, I, I think, I guess you genre. could say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, now some people say, well, they have so many pedals, they have to be uh, tweaking and configuring that they just look at their pedal bar, their shoes. <laughs> that's funny. But I feel like you could you could easily make a... Uh, shoegaze record without thousands of dollars of pedals. Yeah, yeah. Easily. Yeah. This, um, I showed you that one song, or at the cabin, we went to a cabin trip. It was like this Quaniac guy, and it was a really good shoegaze song. It's like one of the most popular shoegaze songs right now. He recorded it on really like cheap stuff, like iPhone, like recording it into his iPhone. And I like, like for shoegaze especially, tone. there's a tonal quality to the genre. And it and it's like it, it it's nice to have it sound lo-fi, low fidelity. Yeah, because it it feels more personal. Mm-hmm. It feels more realistic. Yep, for sure. Both like factors and tone. Absolutely, and yeah. So most importantly, I would say you'd want your skill before you get your tone. But tone seeking is super important. Once you have that skill, you want to yeah. You want to be recognizable. At least a lot of people do. Some people, they don't care very much. Yeah. But think about people like Brian May. You know when he's playing guitar. Mm. That's a unique mm-hmm. sound, the way he layers and stuff like that. So. Hendrix. Hendrix, I mean, yeah. absolutely. With his fuzz. You can use, yeah. Signature fuzz. But even without any of his effects, I feel like I would know that's Hendrix. Absolutely. Yeah. Because playing, once you're playing is unique enough, it'll mm-hmm. stand out. But if you were to go tone searching... First and foremost, you're gonna want you're gonna want to find the right pickups on your guitar. Mm. You're gonna want to find a good amp with good speakers in them. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to break that up and get a head and a cab, you're gonna want a really nice head and then a cab that's capable of portraying what that head. Yeah. Like being true to the sound. You need an environment that you can play it and crank it because you're actually not getting yes. the maximum quality at low volumes. Absolutely. And that, that's why Van Halen used that Variac. Right. So he could play it and stand next to it. I saw an interview of him where he said it was still so loud after using the Variac that he would lay it down on its face because the amp was so loud during practice. Wow. He would turn it backwards sometimes. That probably destroyed it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, I mean, people loved him, and it was crazy. I loved his sound. So yeah, 
So yeah, go home and practice your instruments. Practice first. Practice, but, but be mindful. You can you can practice and not be like actively getting tones, but you can still be mindful of the things and the qualities in tone and in music that you enjoy. Absolutely. If you want to sound chorusy or like really grainy, overdriven, you can get all those effects really cheap. You don't have to spend. It's true, or free. Literally, like all those yep. in a DAW could be free. Yep, a digital audio workstation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well. I'd say that about wraps it up yeah. for today's episode. This, this is the Cam Talks About Stuff show with our special guest today. Gage. Yeah, thank you for listening.